Hello, my friends. This is Sheila Pearl, the love doctor. Let's talk about making love better. So in every conversation we have in this emerging new podcast, we're talking about the various elements of love and what makes our experience of love in our lives better. And in our initial conversation, uh, Brian Baird and I talked about love being an attitude, as Eric Fromm says in his wonderful book, The Art of Loving. Love is an attitude. It's not about loving one person. It's about an element of your character and your unique sacredness. So I wanted to expand our conversation about how to make love better by inviting a very special friend of mine and colleague and coach and client, Susan Glusica, who I call a money guru. She's recently come out with a new book called Money Energy Mastery, all about the seven, the seven principles or the seven principles of, of you know, Susan, help me out here. I don't have it in front of me. So what seven is- Seven money realities. Uh, the seven money realities. Okay. So in her chart, in the book, and in the course that I took from Susan a couple years ago, the seven money realities has this wonderful energetic chart. And at the bottom of the chart is what I call the heavy energies. And the heavy energies in any energetic uh, ladder, if you will, or ascending scale, you have the heavy energies at uh, at the bottom. So the heaviest energy is deficient absence, And then right above that is captive desire. And at the top of the scale is number joyful completion. And at the very top, number seven is enlightened gratitude. So it occurred to me because I got, every Monday I get a little quote sent out by Susan, a wisdom quote. And the quote was, desiring and resisting our efforts and accepting and appreciating are effortless. And it occurred to me in this conversation with Susan today, what if we talked about how our loving relationships could all be effortless? If we applied this this notion of energy and intention and love as an attitude, if if our attitude about love is that it's all about being the best of who we are and sharing that with others. And, it's not, and in our loving relationships, it's not coming from a place of need or grasping or insisting. It's coming from a place of uh, an accepting of who I am, accepting who you are, accepting what this is, and leaning into that beautiful possibility of an ongoing, expanding relationship. So... So Susan, did I give you kind of a jumping off point here to begin to have this conversation with each other today about how love can be all about acceptance and all about, as you would say, appreciating. So if we can appreciate and accept each other in that relationship, whether it's a relationship with our significant other, our lovers, our siblings, our our parents, Whatever relationship that is that we want to be closer, more connected, where we have a sense of belonging and we have a sense of preciousness, just imagine if you were to apply this attitude of gratitude. So 
Susan, tell us about what you're about in the world and how you'd like to start off this conversation. Yeah, I think that's a great jumping off point because when you mentioned, you know, attitudes and embodiments, what a lot of people, the biggest challenge I see with people in their relationship with money is that they were taught by very well-meaning people that it was an either or, either I can be a good person, spiritual, a healer, help people, etc., or I can have money. And that is what I call the quintessential middle-class mindset, where you're taught to exchange time for money and other things. And what I'm all about is to get people an expanded awareness of what's actually possible with your relationship with money. And to your point about having that be about making love better, for me, that I'm all about the money. So that translates into how can we make love of money or loving money better? Because all relationships, including our relationship with ourselves, and correct me if I'm wrong here, are an indication of what we believe is possible. Yes. Right. So I love explaining my seven money realities to people because these are the seven energetic levels of money consciousness. And it is truly all about embodiment. So as you mentioned, the first two are very um, life and money taking, right? They are not where we want to be. They're not preferred states. And as we move through courage, which you leverage, as I know, as a former client of yours, um, the, 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 the power of courage, which is a pivotal phase, it, it actually pivots us out of the life-taking and money-taking levels of consciousness into life-giving and money-giving conscious states. So that's really where it all starts. And if anybody needs courage to do this, just borrow mine. I have it in boatloads. <laughs> and um, we do in through courageous forgiveness of our past money mistakes, as well as relationship mistakes, right? Um, this is not my first marriage. So I know of which I speak in terms of the love part, you must be able to forgive yourself and in so doing, trust yourself, right? That's where we move into harmonious acceptance, which is the stage before we get to loving money, which is level five in my seven money realities. And loving money is a wonderful place. Let's rest here for a second before we get to the last two levels. So everybody kind of wants to know, well, What's the pro tip for getting into an expanded money state? And I have two that I generally share with people. Um, one of my favorite exercise suggestions to tell people is, why not write a love letter to money? Because when we can express to money as a concept or a state of consciousness or an energetic embodiment of it, right? Money is purely what we have agreed as a society to place on our value exchange. When we are exchanging value, then we count it with money. That's all it is. But we don't want the paper and coin, the money per se. We want what the money gets us or does for us, right? And here's a novel concept. 
because money is the um, <clears throat> the effect. Is it the effect of the exchange? Yes, yeah, service is the cause, right? So what does that mean? To have more money, I need to elevate. I need to embody a higher level of myself to serve at a higher level commensurate with the money that I want. So making it about the money makes me, it requires me to become a better person. And I just love that concept, right? That you can have both. It is an, a both and equation. So and if we're in that, that loving money concept, right? And think about it. We are wooing, just as, as you teach us, clients of yours in relationships, right? To, to fall back in love with our partner, you must actually fall back in love with money, right? And it's not, it's not that, you know, the love of money is, is the root of all evil, right? It's actually pivoting into, this is good. It is right that I have an abundance and overflow of money because of all the good that I can do with it. So express that in a letter. So money, when you come to me, <laughs> I will do X, Y, Z with you. I have a great home for you. I'm going to be a good steward and partner with you. Women primarily want money to do good things in the community and take care of their families, which, which is a, a societal good because then the, the rest of society doesn't have to fund, you know, through whatever uh, welfare programs or you know, GoFundMe campaigns or anything like that, you know, it, it takes care of the family and um, in, in an overabundance sort of way, that's actually our birthright. So you had mentioned that uh, the idea of, of seeking to become a better person. Now, I know you well enough to know that you say that not from a place of judgment, but actually a place of expansion possibilities. So I say to clients who say, I, I, I've come to, I, I want to be a better person. I said, I, I'm not comfortable with you talking to yourself that way. I want you to think in terms of expanding your possibilities as a human being, because in doing so, you, ex you expand your possibilities with what you say you want, what, you, what you're willing to believe you can have. Yes, and thank you for clarifying that. I'm in a judgment-free zone. <laughs> so the just as you are, um, and when I say to better oneself or to step into a higher um, expression of oneself, right? It's it's so. Here's an example. When in uh, when I went from the corporate arena in the financial industry from the corporate cubicle side into the client-facing side after I had a crisis of legacy and couldn't see my footprint, what happened was I thought I had found the thing, right? So here I am moving out of my, my 20 year career gig where I was really good and uh, like a true corporate soldier, checked all the boxes and everything, right? Had a great income, great benefits, worked with fantastic people and so on, and went into entrepreneurship which is a completely different set of skills to manage and to master. What happened is I stepped into a higher expression of myself, but I wasn't done yet. I thought I was done, but I wasn't done yet, right? So, and no judgment here, right? I'm totally into meeting people where they are because I've been there, done that. 
And, and I've been through personally every level of the seven money realities personally, <laughs> which is why I can describe them so uh, specifically. So then in 2018, when I made my signature discovery of the seven energetic levels of money consciousness and figured out a way to, um, to a way to teach this to people, right? So they could, in front of making their financial plan, they could actually put in exponential receiving of the money in front of that exponential wealth building plan. Um, what happened is that I realized, oh no, I wasn't, I wasn't, that wasn't, I wasn't done. I actually needed to step into yet another level of saying yes to expansion. I'm doing it again. After launching the book, the book was another step into saying yes to further expansion in my um, current. So now I have actually three businesses. <laughs> I have my original financial plan practice. I now have my coaching practice since 2018. And I've just added an LLC to publish books because I know that I'm not just writing one. <laughs> As you, you know what it is exactly. to be a serious I author. Know what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so my, my inspirational hope here is in sharing my story that I encourage and motivate you and inspire you to be aware that we're in constant evolution. And so when I say become a better person, everything can always be improved, right? And it's our choice if we want to stay status quo or if we want to expand. That's totally our, our conscious choice in every moment is where our power resides. And I'm fully expressing that I would welcome everybody because of this formula of when I say yes to my next level and, and a more expanded version of myself, not only am I then saying yes to more money and abundance and ability to impact others and, you know, help people. I gift people all the time because I'm blessed to be in a position to do that. Sometimes it's helping our youth. Sometimes it's with my time, sometimes it's with my money, whatever it is. And then the more I step in and say yes to that, the bigger my impact is, i.e. the bigger I'm serving humanity. Same is true for everyone listening. They have this invitation, an eternal invitation, if you will, from the universe to just keep saying yes. So as you're speaking, I'm thinking of the concept of expansion and what happens to many of us in our career paths, we reach a plateau. And in our relationships, we often reach a plateau. And often we just kind of flatline. We kind of reach that whatever stage. And some people just kind of drift in either their relationship and or their careers. And of course, the money, in the case of, you know, the issues of money, will begin to reflect that, right? So part of what you're describing is how it's beneficial to all of us to continue to have that intention of growing and expanding so that we can be the most we are here to be, to be of service in the best ways we can be of service to others because we're all here to be of service in some way. And in our most important relationships, 
the danger is that when when any of us has been in a relationship, long-term relationship, 10, 15, 20 plus years, very often what happens is things reach a plateau. They flatline. People stop noticing each other. They stop paying attention. They stop actually hearing each other or seeing one another, which also happens in our careers in terms of, you know, how we're using our ability to be present. So I had a couple in my office yesterday, actually, who uh, in, in one, uh, one of the partners said, I, I, love, I love my partner dearly, and yet I'm bored. Now, I know this couple is only in the relationship about six months. So I'm wondering, ooh, what's, what's, uh, what's wrong with this picture? Or how, how can I assist this couple in upping their game? And I looked at each of them. I said, uh, do you know everything you could possibly know about one another? Right. And I said, this is where the element of curiosity and wonderment can enter the picture so that you are bringing a whole new intention and energy to the relationship. So whether it's a love relationship and what you feel things are flatlined, you reach a plateau, you want to infuse that relationship with, with joy, with uh, gratitude, with uh, fascination, with wonderment, with curiosity. And likewise, you know, when, when you're at a particular stage in your career, when things have kind of reached this plateau, I think that's part of what you were referring to in terms of expanding your, your vision. Yeah, and stepping into saying yes to your, to the universe's eternal invitation to constantly evolve. Your high, my highest level, your highest level today is different from what it was five years ago, 10 years ago, and will be different in five or and or 10 years, right? So the, when you said the, the words, right, like let's pay attention to the energetic frequency at, at play here because it, it does um, have an effect on the money that we're able to magnetize and attract and, and receive into our lives, similar with any relationships, right? So wonderment, right? Curiosity versus boredom, right? There's an energetic frequency. Language is very, very important. And um, the way we choose language and, and our labeling um, is, is very important in terms of being very specific with the universe to make sure that the universe understands what we are asking for. So I have a three-step system. The first step is specificity, right? So when we want to attract greater and greater levels of money, when we talk about level five, six, and seven in terms of the money realities, think of a tornado, right? At the base, the, the energy spiral, if you will, is very tight and constricted and dense to your point earlier on, on that um, energy, right? And as you move up in the levels towards the top of the tornado, just to keep with that image, then you have an expansion and you have the frequency of the energy is light and expansive. So think of that, like enlightened gratitude, the reason that seventh level is, is called that, it's peak money consciousness. Very few people get there because what it does is 
that your wealth exponentially grows um, with little effort or focus on your part because all you're focusing on is your purpose, right? If you think about um, everything is in, you know, everything that's in my highest and greatest good is in yours, is in everyone else's. So it's not selfish for me to say yes, to be my most highest and fulfilled expression of self in this moment, because it not only serves me, it serves everyone, right? And attracts the money. And it's this, this um, kind of exponential building of the energy. The other thing about energy to remember, and this goes true, this is true for money energy, is that energy is beyond all time, space, dimension. So I don't have to be in the same room with you, Sheila, to feel your energy or to share energy with you, right? Um, I don't even have to be connected with you via any kind of communications of, of Zoom or phone or anything. I can instantly connect with you if I so choose. And if, you're, if you allow me to, right? And I can feel into how you're doing. I do this with clients all the time before I get on a call. I feel into their energy. Last week, one of my clients needed me to embody love because that's what she needed for our session. And we did a huge pivotal meditation for her. And she had done some work in this area, specifically with her relationship with her mom from childhood days that was interfering with her ability to totally and uh, unapologetically say yes to the level of money that she says she wants. So, you know, the whole thing about that, that energy component, right? When I'm vibing high in my energy sphere and frequency, I actually impact other souls right? I elevate them along with me. And that happens in money energy as well. So when someone you know does really well for on whatever, and it all counts, right? Inheritance, winning the lotto, doing really well in their career, um, getting a raise, getting a promotion, uh, selling a lot of whatever they sell or serving the heck out of their clients or whatever the case may be, right? When you celebrate that, you are adding the energy of expansion and celebration and more into your own field. And it is true. We are energetically, we are all one on the face of this planet. And there is a, a definite expansion of consciousness that's happening. And the, my role, because I'm all about the money, is to help in raising the money consciousness of the world for prosperity for all. So as you're speaking, I'm thinking of the words acceptance and appreciation as embodying the dynamic of thinking of the other. And when we think of the other, our energy expands rather than contracts. So oh, yes. that, that applies to a close, personal, loving relationship, and it applies to our work with our careers in which we are generating and attracting or not money because the extent to which I'm thinking of like giver's gain kind of thing. So if, if I am thinking of the other, I'm expanding my vision and my energy and my intention. 
what goes around comes around. That's a great example of that. And when I'm in my relationship with my precious ones, as I think of them, it's not about, you know, dismissing myself and my importance, but it's about, you know, accepting myself and appreciating myself too, right? So it's not just one thing. So if I appreciate and accept myself, I don't have to have someone else pat me on the back all the time. I can appreciate and accept them as well. So, yes. so that's how that energy continues to, to circle and loop. I, I, I call it the, the loop of gratitude, the loop of acceptance, the loop of appreciation, right? Yes. And I would also add to that, that so, so if you want to do that with your money energy, right, you can actually bless your money as it goes out to pay bills or help others or for charitable or what have you. And when it's going out, first express gratitude that you have the money to do whatever it is you're doing with it with, and that you want it to return tenfold to you. Intention, desire, and action all together, right? And that has a beautiful exponential return, if you will, on it. And, and the more that your uh, prosperity, generosity, and legacy grows, so does humanities. And it's this wonderful, it's kind of like a boomerang effect to your point, what goes around comes around, but it's actually more than that. There's always an exponential effect on, on our, you know, um, in, intention, desire, action, when we imprint it out into the universe. And here's a novel concept for many people that a lot of times what I find is that people are, um, are in what I call ego earning, right? You have to exchange time for money and exchange your fullest expression of self for a career or what have you to make the money to pay bills, right? Um, and the ego will have us believe that we are responsible, right, solely for the money that we bring in. Now, this is, there's no judgment here, right? This is, and this, this is responsible for many people being really successful and making a lot of money um, because it's, it's all relative. So whether you make a hundred thousand or a million, like if you're, if you're in the ego earning mindset or energetic imprint, if you will, there's going to be a limit on it because we're not connecting with an exponential energetic multiplier. So I like to have people move out of three plus three plus three domain into three times three times three domain and get around what I call exponential receiving. Because the mm -hmm. more we can receive, the more we'll get. We'll, we can only receive to our capacity. Okay, so I'm going to continue to make these connections and connect the dots because what you're talking about in terms of of money consciousness and money energy and, and all of that applies certainly to our relationships. And what I know, and as you know, with the work you've done with me, the capacity to receive is far more challenging than the capacity to give, strangely enough. So yes. if you are equally accepting and appreciating of yourself, you're able to give and receive at the same time. Yes. And women, um, so women is, it's really important to understand, not only do we live longer, right, 
but we're also more conservative when we're parking the money away for a rainy day, right? Um, meaning it's not growing as, as optimally as potentially it should if we need it to, to grow and be uh, around for a longer period of time than say our male counterparts. And what I would say to this is that the, the um, like women love to give many, many, and there were many men too, but the, the women that I work with predominantly are givers. And that is to your point, the hardest thing for them to get their, to wrap their minds around and their hearts around is that if they don't accept, if they're un, unable to receive, what they're actually doing is they're blocking someone else's capability and ability to give. So it really does take those two. It's a give and take energy exchange, if you will, right? And I have learned to accept compliments with a simple thank you, no explanation required, no hedging, no qualifying it, right? So it's a full on, I open my arms and I say, thank you, received, right? Um, I, I do equally with uh, constructive criticism. I do not block that. I am totally open to it in the understanding and openness that everything can be improved. So if someone sees something that I don't, I am totally available to, to accepting that and making sure to verify, because you're always your own authority. Let's remember that, right? Other people don't have the answer for you. What the, the best coaches, and Sheila is among these, help you figure out is they open you up to the, the truth and the answers within. And I will just say from a personal perspective that uh, Sheila has been instrumental in basically saving my marriage of now 18 plus years. So I am forever in her debt for showing me how to continue loving another human being for decades. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And loving that individual, not because that individual agrees with us or is like us or has the same taste as us, but because you have learned to accept you for all your nooks and crannies and perfect imperfections. So therefore you can love the other for all their nooks and crannies and perfect imperfections. Yes, and it's the same with our money relationship, right? Yes. Once once we accept our, you know, our past mistakes and we forgive ourselves for them, then we're open up to the next level of her of uh, it's through both courageous forgiveness and harmonious acceptance that we get to the level of loving money, right? So those those levels are required first, right? Before we open up into the more expansive space of loving money. And, and that work that when you're in loving money, you're, you know, anytime you spend money, you bless it. Anytime you receive money, you bless it and you're grateful for it and you express thankfulness, right? And appreciation. And you love being in the flow of money and you love attracting opportunities to make more money. Um, I was on three connection calls earlier today and they all have the uh, potential for expanded money opportunities in a win-win, um, you know, dynamic. So I always express gratitude in the morning. One of the daily practices that I teach my clients is that you want to you want to find three things every single day 
that you can express gratitude, whether they're big, small, or in between, right? It, it's um, what it is, is it turns you into a good finder. And what happens is humans have a phenomenal system. And this is true in relationships as well as your relationship with money. When you start to notice the things, oh, so I get a check um, every so often and it's like 95 cents, <laughs> right? I express gratitude for that check just as if it had multiple zeros behind it right? Just as I do for any other level of income and revenue and, and money into my world. And the reason I do that is because it's important that you communicate your gratefulness and appreciation and thankfulness to the universe for it all, because it all counts, right? So a lot of people who are in the ego earning middle-class mindset they think there's only one way for them to make money. And through my work with them, they get expanded into, there are actually, the reality is, there are unlimited ways. And when you start to expand your perspective, what happens is you start to be more aware of signs and signals and opportunities that have always been in your field, you just were not able to perceive them. And similarly, working with Sheila uh, in my particular love relationship, she helped me expand my, my vision and my visual field and my perception of all the things that my husband is and how good a man and person and how he really does take really good care of me and so on and so forth, right? And it's you have to do you first. So it's not about him changing his perspective. I changed my perspective and therefore my energy in the relationship and therefore how he responded to me. So it's the same with money. It's so beautiful. So Susan, you've, you continue to, to complete the loop here as, as uh, we go uh, around this conversation about how everything is interconnected, everything is interrelated. So if you're practicing this principle in money, in the world of money, your relationship with money, and if you learn that you can apply, you know, it's a transferable skills, right? So you, you can apply these principles to your world of relationships. And if you remind yourself that, you know, 95 cents can be something you can be as grateful for as something with lots of zeros after it, because it's about the attitude of gratitude in the relationship with others and with money, so that you have no idea where that 95 cents might go or your consciousness of that 95 cents, right? And, and the way to see it is infinite. And the way to appreciate it leads to infinite possibilities as well. So in a close loving relationship, if you're in the habit of looking at something that's minute, like 95 cents, with gratitude, with humility, with curiosity, imagine the ripple effect of that attitude within that relationship, because you're not going to be looking for what's missing. You're going to be looking for what's there. And you're going to be acknowledging what's there instead of looking for ways to dismiss what's there because it's not. Because we always, right, right, we always find what we're looking for, don't we? <laughs> 
exactly. It's it's that scanning uh, capacity within all of us. We're always going to find what we're looking for. So if we're looking for what's missing, we're looking for what's not enough. Believe me, we will find it to our own detriment. We're going to continue to shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, and I want to drop two thoughts into this conversation right here because, um, first of all, the reality is that there is only abundance. So we either have an abundance of bills or we have an abundance of money. We have an abundance of time or we have an abundance of client meetings, right? There's always abundance, okay? Lack is a human construct. So I just want to make sure your audience is very clear on that reality because we always want to energize truth with a capital T over circumstances, right? And to your point of humility, humility is a very important concept here in that when we move from ego earning into exponential receiving, this is where we're saying yes to that exponential expansion into our higher level of our next level for expanded everything, expanded relationships, expanded opportunities, expansion in our money, et cetera. What, what we need to get clear on is our physical exertion or effort only um, is required for 10% of that. In humility to that, the source, intelligent substance, God, goddess, whatever your name is for that entity knows better than we do what form our unapologetic prosperity should take and when it's coming to us, right? In humility, what we need to remember is that 90% should be left over to uh, divine and exponential energy to handle. Let me give you an example. So I uh, very recently launched my new book, Money Energy Mastery, The Seven Money Realities. And I had 20 Facebook groups that I'm a part of in five of them, I'm very present and active. So those were the ones that I knew I could ask for people's help to it, to send it out to their worlds, right? So that's the exponential. You tell a person, they tell a person, et cetera. And I set that up, set that up in advance, and I left it to the universe to have an impact on that massive um, connection and exponential growth and spread of the, the book launch, right? And then... I did, I had to show up on, you know, the launch day and get the word out and give the links and so forth. And then I released the 90% of the rest of it, that massive connection and response piece of it, where the book sales were actually happening. I released that to the universe. And guess what happened? We got number one bestseller in two categories, number one hot new release in two categories, Number two up in Canada for spiritual self-help. I mean, that's a huge uh, win. And we're sold in five countries. And we haven't even been out for a week, right? That when is we're so exciting. Susan, uh, very exciting. And it all so, starts with intention, doesn't it? Yes, my intention. I had it all magnetized and visualized because here's what happens on the energetic plane too. Uh, and this happens in relationships as well as money that we can visualize what we want to happen. So the whole time I was working with you on my marriage, I was also visualizing the marriage that I wanted, the relationship that I wanted. I held space. I uh, And holding space is an energetic thing you can do where we can always help someone, 
on, in the energetic realm, right? And when I say that, what I, it's, it's akin to praying, right? You can put your intention out there and you can literally hold space for someone's, you know, having an easy time of it or responding to you in a certain way or for you to put, you know, vibes of love. I kept throwing uh, pink sparkly balls of energy at my husband, right? So he would be more open to, you know, um, repairing and building on our love relationship and so forth. And, you know, and it's in full humility that I can't do this alone, right? I am in co-creative partnership with the universe for anything that I want. Well, if that's my spiritual backhoe, let me drop my shovel and use my spiritual backhoe to build the, whatever it is that I want to build in co-creative partnership with the divine or with exponential energy. So what you're talking about is how essential it is to have that humility and also have that courage that leads us, I include myself, to a profound level of trust. Yes. Mm -hmm. And trust in self. And trust in self. Yes, you alluded to that earlier. And I just wanted to circle back around to loop through that again. Because the element of trust in all relationships, all endeavors, is essential for their, it's really the connective tissue. Because it's, it's often said that, would you rather have love or trust? Well, it's a trick question. You can't really, you can't really have love without trust. Because trust, trust is the connective tissue. So what we're talking about is a bigger picture here about who we are and who we, uh, who we choose to be in our world, in our universe. And that element of trust in our own abundance and our own capacity, our own uh, ability to, to persevere, if you will, our own ability to to have what we say we want, but uh, you know, there may be a, a problem in trusting that we can have that or that we can be uh, more than we think we can. In other words, trust is so important. I can't state it strongly enough. So speak more about that, Susan. Yes, it's a great point because remember the um, attraction, magnetization, creation, right, is all based in spiritual and scientific law, right? So it's just like physics, right? We trust physics. So to the point that we trust physics, we must trust divine and spiritual and scientific law, right? Like the law of polarity, can't have an up without a down, black without a white, et cetera, et cetera, right? which also means that I cannot have a desire without the means or the wherewithal already being present. Whether I see it or not is a different story. It's already present, right? That's a kind of a mind bender. But the point being, I must trust in these spiritual and scientific laws, which govern how everything works, including the energy of money, and states of consciousness and so forth, and my ability to co-create with the universe, right? And have full faith in those laws and so, trust them and trust that the universe has my back. So could you, could you uh, help us understand the difference between what you call 
captive desire, which is that heavy energy. It's, I, would, I would rather call it captive insistence or, <laughs> right, or, or, or captive desperation or whatever. But because desire to me is in the element of passion and joy. And, but, but maybe, well, maybe, so, it's a, maybe it's a double-edged sword. You know, well, I, it's actually, I, there's a qualifier before the desire, right? Captive meaning it's, it's enslaved, right? It's not to be fulfilled desire. Okay. So that's the difference, right? It's unfulfilled desire, right? Like, have so what, you ever wanted, I, right? Wanted so, someone and couldn't have them that kind of feeling. So whereas at the top of the scale, number six, right, right before the, the, the top is joyful completion. Yes. That's where we have blissful illumination and serenity with our money. That's a beautiful state. It's, you have more than enough, right? And many people stop here, right? Um, because it's such, such a blissful place to be. Well, right? I mean, and if you, but can you have serenity without trust? Well, the, so the whole thing about trust, right? That's trust the- Trust, trust the, that's the through line. Well, trust comes into play when you step into level three. Uh-huh. Trust, trust is a life-giving force, right? So level three. I'm level at, three is the, the pivotal point. It, that's the courageous forgiveness. That's courageous forgiveness, and, yes. And courageous forgiveness is another way of, of talking about surrender as well. It's willing, it's you know? willing responsibility it's right like go, it's letting go of holding on well it's releasing but through response you're taking ownership but you're not taking blame right you're taking ownership of what what my mentor and good friend renee gambino will call right. i'm in control of my income and my outcome <laughs> okay. right Very you're, you're stepping yeah. into that ownership in, in level three courageously and that's where the trust in self starts because you have to trust yourself that you can release yourself from past mistakes and that you can handle money going forward. That, that's a leap of faith and trust right there. That happens in that pivotal uh, level. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's the point at which you would go, here I go. Yep. I'm letting go. I'm taking this leap. And somehow I'm trusting that I'm okay, I'm enough, I can do this, but there's a certain element of, whew, I'm not quite sure if it's- And that's why it creates starter abundance in that level. But we we want abundance consistently and we want it expansively. So that's where the other levels come in that we can step into. Well, that's also why we call it courageous forgiveness because it does take courage to to face our fears and leap anyway to face our fears and move forward with a sense of trust and and surrender in the face of that yes it does take her i mean the courage doesn't exist with i mean the courage cannot exist without fear it's 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 our antidote to it's our response to it's our uh our choice to uh keep going in the face of fear is it not yes Absolutely. Very well said. (laughs) So um, 
you know, a little personal background. I remember in a very particularly low financial spot of mine, um, having a car of mine repossessed and I watched that car and it wasn't so much the car, it was my independence, my ability to drive myself to business meetings and so forth. Cause I had, I was new in entrepreneur land and, you know, it was an eat, eat what you kill scenario, very different from the 20 uh, years in the corporate gig. And I was learning as fast as I could, um, but not fast enough. And I thought I had enough time to make that, you know, payment before they took the car, but just missed it. So it was, it was a, it was a big blow to not only my ego, but also my marriage, because I hadn't told my husband what was going on financially. Oh, uh -oh. and he, he was floored. <laughs> yeah. So when I tell you I've been personally through all of these levels of money consciousness, I am not kidding. <laughs> yes, this and is, therefore I yeah, yeah. The, the work that you bring to us is not just academic, it's visceral. It's lived. <laughs> it's lived. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, um, what, I, what I truly believe is at my highest level, I deliver unrivaled realizations, right? I, I raise awareness of what my clients want for their money situation. I show them how to find and get the money. And then I expand them to their next money level. So that's, that's truly, at this moment in time, my highest level self-expression. So as you're talking, I'm just noticing your energy. Of course, I always notice your energy. It's such a beautiful energy. And I, I'm just pointing out to those of you who are just listening rather than watching, because we both have a, a, a YouTube of this and an audio, so you have a choice. But perhaps you can hear it in Susan's voice, the tremendous uh, sense of joy, but also calm. There's a joyful calm, which is worth paying attention to because there's, there's, there's no frenetic energy here. It's simply a heightened level of joy and confidence, of joy and courage, of joy and gratitude, right? And this is the element, this is the attitude that I would wish for everyone in their most important relationships, either with money or with a person you claim to love, for you to bring that to the table. And so, you know, in this conversation, Susan, we could go on probably for days having this conversation and, and unpacking it further. I'm just mindful of the time for us today and perhaps we can have part two of this conversation so that we can expand it further and underscore it further and loop around to these elements of let's just say elements of connection and joy that we all crave that we're all designed to experience that we're all designed to share with one another and in that loving relationship with money, that loving relationship with the other that's sitting right next to us or across the table, that we can enjoy the experience of being fully who we are, whether it's in our professional endeavors, with our relationship, our delicious relationship with money, which is simply an expression of our being willing to take that leap into who we say we want to be in our professional endeavors, and also 
who we say we want to be in our most loving relationships. So Susan, tell us how anyone and everyone can find you. And if they want to know more about you, tell us uh, how they can reach you. Well, the first thing I would encourage people to do is go to Amazon and search for my book uh, and grab your copy. It's a quick read and life-changing. It's called Money Energy Mastery. Just Google that in Amazon and then uh, you will come to uh, the, the book. And I encourage you to buy your, grab your copy today. And if you want any other information on me, I am everywhere, but um, the best place would be my website, which is susanglusica.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-G-L-U, like glue without the E, S-I-C-A.com. Beautiful. Well, I can attest to how wonderfully, beautifully done and, and easy to read and, and quick to read Susan's new book is because uh, I had the pleasure of giving her an endorsement for the book and it didn't take me long at all to read the book. It was really a quick read, but it's also a great resource. So I do uh, encourage you all to quickly go to Amazon and grab not just one, grab a few copies. It's a great gift for anyone that you really care about. So until, until next time, Susan, thank you so much for the conversation and your generosity. And to all of you, let's continue to talk about making love better and I wish for you love and joy in your life in any way you choose to create it. For now, I'm Sheila Pearl, the love doctor saying until next time, have a wonderful loving life. Bye-bye.